0: Welcome to First and Foremost, a weekly broadcast of First Presbyterian Church in the heart of downtown Greenville. Senior Pastor Richard Gibbons invites you to join us as we study God's Word together and discover what is first and foremost in our lives.
1: state of gray decisions. Do you ever wonder how to just put it all together? What is God's will for me right now? Does my faith even affect my everyday life? These are gray yet pivotal questions. This is not good versus evil, light versus the darkness. These small yet big choices are what we call life. So, how do you find discernment in it all? My name is Chris. Uh, I've lived in Greenville since 2006 and I've been a part of First Prez since about 2009. In my experience, some words can be really harmful, especially when they come from somebody who's really important to you. Um, some words that were tough for me came from my grandfather. I'm a counselor by profession, and when I was talking about what I felt my calling was to go into counseling to help people and to help relationships, um, his response to me is was confusion. He said, so you would just talk to people. Talking is what women do, men build things, they're active with their hands and you need to be able to make something or do something. And I remember that being hard to hear. (laughs) Um, It made me feel that going through high school and going through college had been really invaluable, that no matter how hard I had worked, I wouldn't have the approval of a man who was important to me. Um, it made me feel like no matter what my career choice was, I wasn't quite going to be man enough. I wasn't going to measure up to what his expectations were. Um, I'd never build enough stuff, do enough push-ups, be the right kind of guy for what I was supposed to be.
0: Listen to God's words. Proverbs 18:21. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap its consequences. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12, 34 through 37, Jesus says, For out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. I tell you that men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words, you will be acquitted, and by your words, you will be condemned. And finally, the epistle reading from Ephesians 4:29, Paul says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Words, we can be very creative with words, especially uh, Southerners. We can take one word and, and make it a whole phrase. For example, sensuous. Sensuous. Sensuous up. Can you grab me a Coke? (laughs) It's one word, phrase. Uh, Innuendo. I N N U E N D O. Innuendo. Hey, dude. I think a bird flew. Innuendo. one more mayonnaise put on bread mayonnaise a lot of people here this morning as school starts back now we can laugh at words a little bit maybe not but in life we know that words sometimes cannot be so funny finish the phrase sticks and stones may break my bones but what You believe that? Someone said yes. Most of you though are shaking your heads no. Because why? Words hurt. Words have power. And this morning we're going to look at those power of words as we continue in proverbs. Words can either be death-dealing or life-giving. And some of you here this morning, some of our seniors maybe can remember words spoken to you 50 years ago that just crushed your spirit. And even this morning you bear the weight of those words and you brought them through these doors. Some of you can remember where you were when, conversely, someone said something to you and it just lifted your spirits. It was extraordinarily healing. And maybe even as a result, your life changed as a result. Your life took a different trajectory as a result of those words that were said to you. Maybe the speaker didn't even know what he or she said the significance of that, but your life changed as a result. You know the power of words, don't you? They can either be used for destruction or for redemption. Pray with me. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. Amen. Harmful words. If you take all the Proverbs, all the couplets about words, and there are many, one overarching, one big characteristic of words that are harmful are that they are reckless. They're reckless. Proverbs 8, I'll just give you one example. Proverbs 12, 18. Reckless words pierce like a sword. And the idea here of this recklessness is someone having this sword in a room full of people, walking around, gashing people, maiming people, killing people with this sword, with no rhyme or reason. That's recklessness with words. It's like maybe today a a shooter going into a school with an assault rifle and just opening up hundreds of rounds of ammunition and shooting all over the place. What's the result? Death, destruction, injury some of you here are the walking wounded as a result of reckless words. You'll never amount to anything. You're pathetic. Can't you do anything right? Harmful words are reckless. And here's here's an unscientific way, at least, that I have found that harmful words will follow. If you have to do two things, if you have to look around, if you have to lower your voice, okay, maybe in an office setting or something, you're looking around the cubes, who's around? When you're doing those two things, when you're looking around, when you're lowering your voice, I can almost guarantee you that what's going to follow is not going to be life-giving, it's going to be death-dealing. It's going to be what Proverbs calls lies, slander, gossip, misrepresentations. Well, how do you know? Well, because I've done it. (laughs) Those are harmful words. They ruin reputations. They destroy uh, relationships. They crush. It's like me going after the service and going up to the bell tower and taking a dozen eggs right to my right here and throwing them on Richardson Street. When I drop those eggs, I can't get them back. Gravity does that. It's weird like that. And when they hit Richardson Street and they splat all over the place, there's a mess that can't be avoided. That's like our words that are reckless. You can't get them back, and there's a heck of a mess to clean up afterwards. One amateur poet put it like that. And by the way, email's the same way. <laughs> oh, be careful, little fingers, what you type. amateur poet put it like this. A careless word can kindle strife. A cruel word can wreck a life. A bitter word can hate instill. And a brutal word can destroy or kill. Solomon says as such in 1821, the tongue, our words, have the very power of Of life or death. And unfortunately, I think it was last year, a jail man high school student took her life because of verbal bullying. You'll never get a guy to go out with you. You're too fat. Words that literally kill. Words have power. Short of that, they can result in all kinds of things. Eating disorders, depression, medication, hopelessness, you name it. I remember as a, an 8th grader, Northwood Middle School, I was taking a, a class called Industrial Arts. I was excited because you got to go in this classroom that had these smooth cement floors and those desks that Sort of tilt up. I, I felt like an engineer, an architect. I was, but but friends, my, my brain didn't work in that world. And I got back the first assignment. We had to draw something, you know, with all the things, and it just wasn't coming together. I tried my best, and so I get back that white rolled-up assignment with a rubber band around it. And I, I take the rubber band off, and I and I open my 12 by 18 piece of butcher paper. And right there on the corner, in gray, thin, lead pencil, the teacher wrote three words, Earth to fill. (laughs) You're laughing. I wasn't laughing, friends, because I, I took that 12 by 18 piece of graph paper, and roll it back up and put the rubber band around it and put it over my shoulder, and I take that with me. And so when I go off to college, I study my rear end off because I think I'm going to fail out because I don't want to be seen as stupid. I don't want to be seen as an idiot. And so even today I may try to use big words because I want you to think that I'm halfway smart. What I'm trying to do is to take that big block eraser, you know, the kind that smell really bad, and I'm trying to take that and erase those three words from Northwood Middle School, earth to fill. Words of power. Well, what's the opposite? Words that heal. Those are harmful words. What about words that heal? Because reckless words, they're powerful in shaping our story. This two-inch by four-inch piece of mucous membrane, or a teacher's words scribbled on the right corner of a piece of graph paper have words to shape our story, but there's an opposite effect as well that can be leveraged. What about it? Words that are healing, that are life-giving. Listen to how Proverbs describes these types of words. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. 1011. 154. The tongue is a tree of life. The characteristics of healing words are that they help. They give life. They encourage. They affirm. They honor. They cherish. They appreciate. They give hope. They unite. They bless. They reconcile. They inspire. Healing words are honest. Not flattery, but honest. The king values a man who speaks the truth. Healing words are also thought out. The heart of the righteous is, weighs his answers. Reckless words just go, don't think, they just go. Helpful words are calming. A gentle answer turns away wrath. Healing words are, in Proverbs described with, with these beautiful word pictures, they're described as lovely earrings They're described as beautiful ornaments. They're described as golden apples set in silver settings. Proverbs makes the case that words are connected to our very character, that words are connected to who we actually are. Words reveal what's going on inside of us, who we are. The the mouth reveals what the heart conceals says one modern-day proverb Jesus said out of the overflow of the mouth excuse me of the heart the mouth speaks Solomon says in 423 above all else guard your heart for from it is the wellspring of life from it flows life and life is encapsulated oftentimes words here's a way we can get our heads around this idea of words flowing from the heart and this is an illustration for earth to fill type students who need it put on the bottom shelf okay I'm gonna go ahead and warn you it's not a trick questions okay but let me ask you a question why did water come out out of this bottle? Not a trick question. Because you shook it. Correct. Let me ask it another way. Why did water come out of this bottle? It has no cap. Okay, you're smart, but but more basic than that. Gosh, why did water come out of the bottle? Because what's in the bottle? Water. water. If I try to shake this and expect milk to get out of it, it's not going to happen, right? Friends, when life shakes you, what comes out of your mouth was what was in your heart. So, if there's yuckiness and ugliness, it's not the person cutting you off in line at on the highway, because the next person, that's fine. It's what was in you got stirred up, and it just came out. Make sense? Have you ever said to someone, ooh, I didn't mean to say that? Maybe it would be more honest to say, ooh, I'm sorry I said what I actually meant. Because if it wasn't inside of you, it wouldn't have come out of you, right? Here's the thing. In order to avoid saying harmful words, gossip, slander, sarcasm, joking, which usually isn't. We're digging. We're digging because we actually want to feel better about ourselves it makes us feel better if we can put other people down and malign their motives because we want to be in the know we want to be in the inner circle Jack Byrne circle of trust where you meet the parents fans in order to avoid that we have to be secure in who we are in Christ so here's your homework What, what do we do with this? good question I've made some cards for you. And in, in, in order to, to override the earth that fills, and, and you fill in your blank, because you have tapes running in your head from negative words, from harmful words, from words that were reckless that you still carry today. If I sat down with each of you, we could dig that up. To over, override that, you, you need to hear what Jesus says about you. Here's a card. It, After the service, they'll be on the table. And it's just 20 or so URs from the Bible with Scripture references. Simply grab it. Put it in a place you'll see. Read it. Meditate on it. Believe it. Because that's going to have power over the destruction of reckless words. Who you are in Christ. Christ changes our hearts by his words to us. And when we believe those, the gospel sets us free to give life-giving words to other people. Because here's here's what happens, at least for me, and again, I may be weird like this, but it's been a journey trying to get my head around life-giving words because I haven't been very good at it. Because here's what's going on in my mind. If I affirm someone else, and if I encourage them, and if I give them kudos, then the spotlight and my mind moves, and, and I like this. And if I think I'm pointing over there, then, then, then I'm, I don't get recognized. I don't get affirmed. But what's happening is I'm depending on words from people to secure who I am rather than words from Jesus. And when, he, when it's in that order, it's not going to work you're always going to be doing this, because you can never get enough. Words from people are nice, but, but you can't depend on them above words from Jesus. So, grab one of these. Secondly, speak life. Speak life. Be an encourager. Be one to Point to others rather than yourselves. You don't know the difference it might make. You can do it. I believe in you. You're special. It makes a dad proud. Life-giving words. You won't regret it. They won't forget it. Finally, Thirdly, believe God's words to you. Speak life. Finally, who in this room have used words like a sword that pierces, that leaves a strewn of bodies in its way? Who, who's done that? Proverbs says, Where words are many, sin is not absent. So I guess in order to not raise your hand there, you. Probably need to be mute. It's just the law of averages. It's going to happen. Who in this room needs to say to someone today, I'm sorry? I was wrong? Will you forgive me? Here's a gospel for those of us who are trusting in Christ. At the cross, Jesus said, My God, my God, and I don't think I'm doing violence to the text, why have you stopped speaking to me? That's what it means to be forsaken, because as humans made in the image of God, we use words that's different than any animal. Why have you stopped speaking to me? Friends, God stopped communicating acceptance to his son temporarily so that he would never stop communicating acceptance to us eternally. That's words of good news for us today. Will you believe that? Pray with me. Lord, take our hearts, these hearts that spew from our words ugliness and and change them. May we believe the gospel. May we believe that we're victorious, that we're valued, that we're unique, that we're God's workmanship, that we were created for a purpose, that we're cared for, imported, forgiven, a new creation, protected, empowered, loved, chosen, family, yours. And may those words to us, in turn, change our words to others. May we do that by the power of the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray,
1: amen. I continued to pursue counseling as a career um, because I did feel it was a calling. And I had some really good people around me to help support, but some of the most life-giving and affirming words came from a mentor of mine named Dr. McManus. Um, I went to him to talk about the situation, my anxieties, and kind of the hurt feelings that I had coming out of the conversation with my grandfather, and he gave me some really good feedback and words of wisdom. Um, He let me know that I do have a gift with counseling, a gift with people, and a gift with words that I am called to share with other people. There will be people like my grandfather in my life, which he said there will be people like that, so what? you do have a gift this is your calling and that's something that you wear with pride not something that you carry like a weight or something that you feel guilty or ashamed about he reminded me um, of the importance of my calling by telling me that i am a son of god and that i am loved by him unconditionally and that was supported even further by dr mcmanus affirming that i'm like a son to him and someone that he loves and cares about and someone that he's proud of Uh, So him letting me know how much he loved me, how proud he was of me, it kept me going the direction um, of pursuing my calling and my career in counseling so that I could help people. Today I am a counselor with the South Carolina Department of Mental Health. I work at a special ed school. I'm stationed there full-time, working with middle and high schoolers and their families. And for Greenville Mental Health Center, I get to supervise the school-based program. Today, we're going into our 31st school. Um, So I get to work with a lot of other counselors as well who are going to use their words to build up relationships and to build up the lives of other people. If I could talk to myself um, back then when I was dealing with the tough words of my grandfather or give somebody else advice who were going through a similar situation. I would say to remember where truth comes from. Truth comes from the Lord. Truth comes from your relationship with Him. Truth comes from the relationships and loved ones that He has put around you to be your guide, to be your accountability, to be your encouragers. Listen to those voices.
0: Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Do you need prayer for something or someone in your life? First Presbyterian Church offers a healing prayer service each Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Our prayer ministers will quietly intercede for you or anyone you are representing who needs prayer for physical healing emotional healing, or forgiveness. Our hope is that you will encounter Jesus, the healer and redeemer, in a deep and meaningful way.